What's up, bruh? You're listening to an FTCR podcast. <laughs> Nerd. Welcome back to a new Skype sanctuary. Bringing it back from the dead this time. Maybe. Possibly. To, to be fair, the last episode was only like a month ago, so the you know the length isn't as long as the year for the previous episode. Good point. I am Stefan, and right here is uh, Mister the Real FTA. How you doing, everybody? And with us, we got a special guest, uh, and someone who likes uh, what we're about to talk about today just as much as us, Mister the Uncle Silver, Greg. Hey there, everybody. How's it going? Hey, making his FTCR debut, and he's going to regret it as soon as we Woo! start talking. Something, something's going to break. <laughs> something's going to die. <laughs> yeah, well, then it'll join the uh, the army of the uh-huh. undead. I, I can just imagine uh, White Walkers carrying receivers and mixers and microphones and all my equipment that's going to end up breaking. <laughs> find the walker room <laughs> yeah we're we're talking about game of thrones Woo. because like because i think like a month ago the finale to season seven came out and i was like guys we, we gotta do we gotta do a discussion there's so much i want to talk about and then because this is us takes us over a month to finally get to it in, t- in true ftcr fashion this is like the fourth attempt for of us to meet up uh, mr derek from game explain was to be here but to add some context this is the day after the most recent uh, nintendo direct so he is unfortunately uh or fortunately depending on your views on him he is currently busy um editing and writing uh like analysis videos for all kinds of uh, Nintendo games. Yeah, so he's... we salute him, but I'm also glad he's not here. He's probably just playing Octopath Traveler. <laughs> I love Octodad. Octodad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, to go on what Steven said, I think we're specifically here, we're just going to talk about Season uh, 7, because if you were to talk about the whole show, we'd be here for about 17 hours. Whew. And that's luckily, that's still pretty long. Yeah. Although, luckily, season seven, oh, in, in terms of us talking about it, it was only seven episodes or was it eight episodes? Seven. 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 And I believe next season is going to be eight, six episodes. Six. Yeah. The six. final six. Yeah. And in, uh, Although, and we, we, we don't know how long those six episodes are going to be. Yeah, they're they going be like two hours long. I've heard they're going to be long. Like, uh, again, it may be because I'm not sure if they've even started filming them at all or editing because well i imagine at this point they're probably just doing it in the writing phase if, if that but they, i imagine they've, written, they've said they've written all the scripts and filming is setting is starting up in october oh nice oh that's pretty good then i think considering they're, they're that planning, it's 2019 they're planning, they want it to come out by winter 20 like like december 2018 i think is their goal yeah. oh you know i'll look I look forward to it. I mean, you know, anything's better than what season five was. I was really not a fan of season five. <laughs> I mean, season five, well, just like season five was like weird because it has a lot of eh stuff about it, but also has some of the best episodes in like the whole show. It's, it's got hard home. 
my, yeah, see, my, my, my problem with, with Game of Thrones is that um, I'm, I am probably what you would call a, a uh, hashtag casual fan. I've seen all the episodes, but I rarely go back and like rewatch stuff. So most of, aside from me, aside from ingraining that I was just bored for most of season five, a lot of seasons just kind of gelled together. And a lot of times, like specific episodes, I don't remember that well. It's crazy because before I watched the um, season seven finale, I went back and watched the first episode just to see like how far things had changed, and I had forgotten most of the now dead characters that appear in episode one. <laughs> That's a lot of characters too. It's crazy how many characters <laughs> are just flat out dead from the first episode to now. They're they're either dead or they were like useless, so they just killed them off. Like they're or, either like actually they either served a purpose and died or they're like these guys are useless now just kill them off. Their death was the purpose. Or, or they've they've completely changed. I mean like Tyrion. Oh, so we're gonna say from the beginning this is obviously gonna be a a spoiler filled filled podcast. Listen at your own risk, oh, yeah. but it's crazy that Tyrion is just introduced, just drunk, getting a blowjob from from a naked whore. Like it's just like his his character now. Like I I mean obviously you know that part of him was was a. Was a big was was most of his character for the first few years, but I I could not imagine like uh, Tyrion just getting like random blowjobs from prostitutes in in like the current <laughs> season. It just yeah, like, it, if, his character has just grown so much since then. It's great. If you Tyrion, if is you the best start character. now, if you start now, you can't imagine the character that he was. If you watch when you watched it at first, you can't imagine him being the character he is now. Yes, yeah, it's, it's such a trip. It's weird because it, yeah, the, the Tyrion's whole uh, like trajectory of the show has basically been like the best side character to being like the front and like basically kind of like the lead that like you look towards. Yeah, then yeah. basically now this season he's like six season six and season seven he's essentially been pushed to the side to make way for the more important character, the more quote unquote story important characters. Which I think is I think is setting up for something very very major, which we'll get into later. But I think that that's what's I think that a lot of the people who are going to be important in the end, that's where they are right now. Is where we we see them as off to the side, and I think that that's going to lead to something very major for for season eight. Yep, that's why we'll get into that though. So I guess going back to again, this is where everything just kind of gels together. I, for the life of me, I cannot remember what happened in episode one of season seven. It's that been was like, been like three I've, months since that happened. I've got the Wikipedia page open just in <laughs> case hey. I forget anything. That that's the one. Uh, I know that. Well, that's the one that ends. I know. Remember that ends with that long five-minute like scene of Daenerys going to Dragonstone. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's when she finally like, gets get there it. and the, the get it. show would begin. We've seen this castle before. Yeah, which that was uh, Stannis Baratheon. That's where he was staying. Yep. Which mm. we didn't get to see as much of it when he was there. It was always just, it was always some dark halls and a dark beach and a red witch. He had a throne. It's like you never sat on that throne. You had it this whole time. It was just a fancy director's chair. <laughs> that's all it was because we never saw the the throne that she sits on now we never saw before yeah so he, yeah that, that's, he, that's why was, it was like oh he had a throne this whole time well his was uh because he just sat in a chair up by that big table 
Yeah, in the like, war council. Yeah, that's that's the only place we ever saw him at. Which is like, I don't know. I feel like you're a boring leader if you have this entire castle in this cool throne room, and that's the room you choose to sit in. Well, I mean, the throne it is, is Stan- the it throne is Stannis. Isn't, the <laughs> throne isn't iron, therefore he doesn't care. Yeah. You know, it's like owning a mansion and sleeping in the basement. <laughs> yeah, you you brought up something like like remembering like oh what happens in each individual episodes with Game of Thrones it's always never really been what happens in each episodes it's really more like the each individual stories like it's mm. more like oh there's like this character story and like what their whole season arc is but with season seven the most interesting is that basically now everyone's come together. So it's a lot harder to kind of split off like, oh, this character has this story. This character has this story when they're basically all just one giant story. Yeah, they're, that's, they're that, trimming a yeah. lot of the fat. I mean, no, that's that, that's part of the reason why I loved season six one, because Bran wasn't in it. And he's always been my least favorite character. <laughs> yeah, but I pretty think much. Season, he, season six just started for like the first two episodes. They just killed so many characters off. To be like, this storyline's going nowhere. There's like, there's too many characters. There's too many pointless plot lines. Let's uh, just murder sixty percent of them. Uh, just so actually, we can season it. six, season six was the one Bran was in. Season five was the one Bran wasn't in. Yeah, five. I think five he was, was completely absent from five until the until the very end. Six, six was the one that had hold the door. No. Oh yeah, you know, uh, controver- controversial slash tag hashtag uh, hot take. I thought I thought that was stupid as shit. <laughs> I thought, I, well, no, I mean, I mean, the, the 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 notion of Hodor sacrificing himself was was great. I thought the the flashback as to how like he started, you know, the whole flash flashback thing of like Bron time traveling and like Hodor goes back into his own body. I was just like that does to me that 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 was adding a a element of of kind of fantasy element like an element of fantasy that had never been prevalent before and it, it just felt like this is kind of coming out of nowhere i mean like yeah i know i, I know bran is the three-eyed raven and he can he can kind of pull the old mario odyssey and jump into people's bodies but um <laughs> it just the fact that he was able to have hodo do that as well that to me was just like no I, I think it, 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 I think it, it kind of works because we've shown we it's showed that he's warged into Hodor's body before. Yeah. So you can kind of see he's like trying to warg into his body while he's like in the past, so that causes some weird like time fuckery. So he he like war he wargs into the young, uh, he wargs into the young Hodor in the past, which causes like it screwing up in the future, and it's like that's how the whole thing happened. Which I, I, I found interesting that I, I thought it was a little bit of a stretch to go from hold the door to Hodor. <laughs> I, I thought that that was a bit of a stretch. It, it introduced Greg, the... Uh, yeah, what's up? I was going to say, the best thing about that, I read this article where all of the like um, foreign language versions of that had to... Because obviously at the beginning, like no one knew what Hodor meant. So all, all the different characters that kind of had... Um, like different sounding names, <laughs> they had to like scramble <laughs> to find some kind of sentence to fit in that in context of their language. <laughs> I thinking that was a really funny article. Now, but I, I think it interested. I know that there's a theory out there now. It interested. It introduced something very interesting where uh, the idea is that what if because there was Bran the Builder who built the wall. Yeah. So there's the idea that this three-eyed Raven is the one who went all the way back and was the same brand the builder but mm. there's another theory that he went into 
uh, Agar, Aegon Targaryen, or Aerys Targaryen, I'm sorry. And he the Mad was, King. Yeah, he was trying to, to use the Mad King's power back then to stop the White Walkers. But all that got through was burn them all. So he's yeah, the one that drove the Mad King mad in the first place. Yeah, the, there's like a whole bunch of theories related to Bran. Like he mentioned that Bran tried to warg into the Mad King. Uh, there's one that said that he Bran becomes the Night King. Yeah, there's another that's, one the that one that, that, that's the one that I've, I've like a lot. Uh, most of my coworkers think that, that that's the one. Like that, that, that's one name. But he's gonna become the Night King, or who, he already is the Night King. Which yeah, I, I just I think it's a bit. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, I don't really like that stretch. because well I think the whole point I, I I wish there was more to the Night King instead of him just being oh he's like the he's the, the book version of the Night King which is how he was like one of the, he was like the thirteenth Lord Commander of the Night's Watch and he was in love with a White Walker and then like the 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 Warden of the, the current King of the North and the king beyond the wall like teamed up to kill him so he's like kind of like come back like so many years later i think that's more interesting than just he was the first white walker yeah i i would have i would appreciate it if uh he was one of the first uh three-eyed ravens I yeah that, mind, that would I actually make more sense like there's yeah there's yeah, like a yeah. whole bunch he's like what he, it's like uh like kind of it's kind of like uh doctor you know like uh, doctor strange where like uh, where he's like, oh, you're you're doing you're doing all these teachings, but it's all like you're being really hypocritical. So he like says, "Fuck you all! I'm going. I'm going to do my own thing." Yeah, and with take revenge, something with like the, that. With the actual three eyed raven standing in as the sorcerer supreme. Yep. <laughs> or, or the three eyed raven's the ancient one. Oh, there we go. There we go. And Bran is Doctor Strange, <laughs> and they're both crippled. Yeah, he's he's also uh, Doctor Boring. <laughs> And, sorry, and they both sorry, use Brand. time travel. They both use time travel. <laughs> it all connects. Sorry, Bran. No offense to uh, I, I forget the actor's name. Uh, uh, Isaac Hempstead, Isaac. right? Yeah. yeah. No offense to you, but uh, your character's boring. He's Although boring as shit. The the, the final scene. <laughs> he's of as the boring season, as actual Bran. The the final scene of the season where he's interacting with Sam. That was great. It's probably the most I ever liked him. And at the same time, I'm, you know, what's funny. I'm starting to disconnect from him even more, but as he's disconnecting from people, I'm understanding his character a little bit more. He, he feels more like less of a jerk and more of as he's becoming the three eyed Raven, he's not becoming brand Stark. And that yeah, works he's, for me. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I think I think the biggest scene that shows that he is, well, one really starting to lose his own humanity and who he is is the scene where he's first reintroduced back to Sansa, and he's, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to truncate what he says, um, and it, it makes sense in context of the show, but he essentially what he essentially says was. I saw you the night you were raped. You look beautiful, <laughs> which is like the most <laughs> fucked up thing you could ever say to anyone. And, and like uh, Sansa's reaction, I just like, that's fucked up, man. I'm yeah. gonna go. Like, okay, Brad, you, you keep sitting out here in the snow. I'm gonna go inside now. You fucking freak. And then she goes inside, and it's like, I'm an assassin. Takes people's faces. <laughs> oh, you, okay, you sit I'm in gonna, your chair. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go sit in a different chair. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Arya has slowly become 
over the course of of the show, she she's become my and my one of my me and my wife's favorite characters. Because in season one, she's she's kind of just I don't I don't want to say stereotypical, but she was kind of just a one note tomboy in a sense. She just wanted to do things that boys did, and that you know uh, you know the. Um, What's the word I'm trying to say? Society was like, no, you're a girl, yeah. you have to do this stuff. But over the last few seasons, you know, she's really grown as, as, a, as a strong character who can just murder the fuck out of anyone <laughs> she wants. Uh, well, and that's just awesome. I, I liked her from the beginning. Uh, one of the reasons was that, uh, like you said, that she was she felt like the tomboy character. I didn't feel like she was the character that wanted to do it just because she wasn't supposed to. I felt mm. like she was the character that wanted to do it because she liked to do it. Oh, Des- yeah, yeah, Despite yeah. the fact that... Because there are characters, a lot of the time when you get those sort of tomboyish characters, you get the impression that they're only trying to do it because they want to rebel. You know, they're not supposed to do it, and that's why they want to do it. You know, but she just liked being that way, the sword fighting and everything, and it just so happened, hey, you're not... In this society, you don't normally do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked her for that, and I I like to see her. I was a little bummed out sometimes where we would come back to her and she'd be all badass, and we didn't get to see that happen. You know, when yeah. I I feel like we missed a lot of her fight montage. You know, her her Rocky Balboa training montage when <laughs> when she was fighting Brienne. Well, I mean, well, there was like there was the time she was with the Hound during season four, and then there was the two seasons she was at the House of Black and White. Although two seasons, it's five and six. Yeah, it was five and six. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, it was halfway through five. Most of it getting her ass kicked. Yeah, halfway through five, and and yeah, that's just it. She didn't. We didn't see a lot of her high level training. We saw a lot of her getting the crap kicked out of her. Well, I she think, killed that. I, she killed that one girl, and it's yeah, like, I oh, think, now you're I, a yeah. master. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think her killing that that one character was kind of showing because I guess to just with a with a show of with, with this many characters and plot lines, sometimes they have to be a bit more economical of how they tell stories. And I think the fact that we oh, had yeah, spent yeah. a season and a half of her doing some kind of training and losing, I it would have gone slightly boring. It just uh, we just oh, keep yeah. seeing her kill more and more people. Oh yeah, way. and I understand it, but it's just. You know, when when it's your favorite character that it's happening to, it does. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Like it, <laughs> it does. No, trust me, I would I would watch a whole spinoff of Arya of just, just like training. Like I would I would be down for that shit. She's one of the it, best characters. It still wasn't as bad as Daenerys being in Marine for three whole seasons. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I I thought that that was uh, it. That went on a little bit longer, considering that we knew she was eventually going to come to Westeros. It would have been oh, yeah. it would have been different if they started to lead us into the idea that that's where she was going to stay, but we knew that that wasn't going to be the case. So it, it started to feel like a waste of time, even though cool things happened. Cool thing happened, but I mean the, the the nature of the story of the show, where if if the the writers, if say George R. R. Martin, was ultimately leading her to stay on the island, you'd be like, where the fuck have you wasted so much time with her? Yeah, exactly. If she, if she doesn't connect into the main story at all that'd be, that'd be a waste of everyone's everyone's time and money damn it george it's all it's also like uh like i, I think i think like john john's journey like from season one to now i think is one of the best of the show because oh, yeah, every no. season he does something different yeah there's a there's a good amount of i don't want to say a whole lot amount of character development because he's still 
at his core, he's still kind of the same person, just in these different situations. But I, I think because a lot I, I've I've like looked a lot of like people like reception of people on the internet and stuff, and a lot of people really like because there's a lot of people that don't really like John because he's like he's who like, are these bastards? Yeah, who are these people who don't deserve they, this show? They they know nothing. <laughs> they know nothing. You know nothing it, about John Snow, you wankers. It's essentially that the for the first show that's basically gone this like so long of being like oh there's no there's no main character there's no hero like anything can happen to basically go that Jon Snow is the hero of the story it's kind of making people go eh not to mention that a lot of people think he's kind of boring and like what he does but I, I I disagree with that because what he does and like his character isn't around like oh. What is serving? Unlike a whole bunch of other characters who are all about serving themselves, John is all about serving other people. Like all right, yeah. right. His yeah. whole like the reason he saves Winterfell isn't for like well that that's a bonus isn't like to get it back from the Boltons. It's because he's like I need people to help me fight the White Walkers because he knows that no matter what they're they're the real enemy and he wants to save everyone. So it's kind of like everything he does like he he goes and brings over the uh with the wildlings over across the wall even though it leads to him getting quote unquote killed because yeah. it's like I need to protect them and I don't want the white walkers to get any more uh, people. It's like everything he does is for the great is essentially for the greater and not for himself. So, which is, I think is like a really interesting thing for especially for this kind of story. Or even yeah. like characters like that we like, like Sansa and Arya, pretty much their whole thing is all about them sticking up for themselves, yeah, not they're, for the they're, greater good. They're there for Winterfell. They're not there for the Seven Kingdoms. They're there to protect Winterfell, which is fine. Yeah, it, yeah. It, that's yeah, well, their yeah. purpose. But you know, step into it to a certain extent. I I I can understand the notion of like Jon Snow is the quote unquote hero. And so it's it's when you when you could get a situation like that, it's like in in Game of Thrones. They have no sorry, not Game of Thrones. In, in Walking Dead, I, th- I think the producers have pretty much said that everyone is fair game to die except Rick. Which they, yep. it, with, with that notion, it's like well, then I never have to fear for Rick's safety. And yeah. then I even you know even though they did you know end a season with Jon Snow getting stabbed. Because you know, I th- I think uh, the, the the three of us keep up with, with the behind the scenes and like just Hollywood shit in general. Because we knew Ke- Harrington was coming back next season, which like, well, he's clearly ain't dead. Like, well, there, there's also the sol- there's also the thing like I, I've read the book, I, I've read that book before that season came out, so I knew that happened. And based like I'd read a whole bunch of book theories, and everyone's like, yeah, he's not he's not dead. He's coming back. We just didn't know. We just don't know how he's coming back. In what in the book capacity? Yet. Yeah, he he could come back as a... he like there's there's the whole thing of like because in the book we still don't know if we don't know who his parents are, even though we do now. So yeah. it's kind of like that mystery is still like something that needs to be resolved in the books. So yeah, I mean, even in the show, he doesn't know. You he doesn't know, know what he's going yeah, to. No, no one else knows. So the question becomes, who finds out, and what do they do when they find out? You know, what does he do when he finds out? You know, when what does he do when he finds out he's fucking his aunt? Yeah. Freak out. Oh, oh, question, ugh. question about that. <laughs> do you? No, no. no. Uh, but going back to Greg's comment about no one knows. 
do you think Tyrion knows? Because there's a moment where, again, in the last episode, where John and um, Khaleesi go into her room to get down to some sweet, sweet incest lovemaking. Um, like Tyrion has this look on his face where he's kind of. It's it, it's an it's an odd it's an odd. I, he's I think I know what it is. He's concerned. Like, I think. He he's, uh, yeah he's concerned. Yeah, go. Oh, you go, go ahead. ahead. Go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, there's a theory that people like put up that actually makes a lot of sense, is that Tyrion, so Tyrion's been talking about with Daenerys how, like, oh, she doesn't know if she can have a child, so like he's been at, he's worrying about succession. So people yeah. are saying that when when he went to go talk with Cersei, their deal was that her child was going to be Daenerys' successor. So he's okay. worried because so he, so if they have sex and she finds out oh she's pregnant he's worried that if that happens that's gonna ruin their truce. Yeah, I, I I've heard that one. I I think the one that I like is that he cause he wanted like, he wanted to, he wanted to, to fuck the so he just <laughs> said that he can't do it. They they, they want to keep the family reunion small so they just intermingle. <laughs> no, I, I think for me my concern when I saw his concern was that. He was talking to her about succession, and he had talked before about the Targaryen line and how it was. I don't know if it, I don't know if he ever said it was cursed or anything, but just you know, we saw where that line went. You know, it went down the path of madness, and it almost destroyed the Seven Kingdoms. It was. I wonder if maybe he was comforted by the fact that she can't have kids. So when her reign is done, we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about a Targaryen line coming back and trashing the place. Now maybe, we kind of do. Maybe, but I mean, I think I think just because Tyrion knows of of his family and you know Cersei and uh, you know thinking back to Joffrey, I would think Tyrion would be more um, apprehensive about the Lannister staying in power based on how he knows that how that family goes. Well, I mean, well, well he's, he's, he's got Joffrey, but you also had Tommen and Marcella, who were perfectly fine. Yeah, which he said he, he said in one episode that they were that they were totally okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the, he doesn't know that John is a Targaryen, so at this point, I think that he's just concerned about uh, uh, Danny having a kid and then taking over when she's when she's done, and that's you know, here we go again. You know, it it could be the same old thing, and I to me that's what I felt like he was worried about. I know watching it myself, that's what I'm worried about. Even not knowing that he's a Targaryen, which what, again, once that comes out, oh boy. What I'm most interested in is that so this whole show has been dedicated about John being like I I'm the bastard of Ned Stark, and I'm gonna do everything that Ned Stark would do. Yeah. So when he finds out that oh you're not Ned Stark's bastard, you're actually not, you're not a bastard at all. You're the legitimate son of Rhaegar and Ned's sister. So yeah. basically going to be like, so what am it, I feel we're going to get some kind of existential crisis yeah, for him. Who, it's who like, true, am but I? I think, what I do think, I do? I think ultimately based on how, who John is and how he was raised, I, I think he, he will have that. But I, I think he will still ultimately reach the conclusion that Ned Stark raised him. Yeah, and he'll for do the right thing. purposes, he is his father. So yeah, I think he... you know we'll probably get we'll probably get maybe an episode of him questioning that. But then I think he will go back to I'm going to follow in how my how my real father or not my yeah fuck it how how his real father the father who actually raised him taught him how to be. Yeah. That actually makes sense considering he had he had that exact talk with Theon 
in that final episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and he like, like, oh, you can have two fathers. I mean, even when he refused in the in the last episode, uh, what was it? The the, the dragon and the wolf. When yeah. he refused what Cersei was asking, you know, and and Tyrion made the comment, you know, have you ever learned a lie? And it's like, no. He... <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a great moment. <laughs> and it's like, no. Yeah, I was never taught to lie. I was taught not to lie. So you know, his even in that tense situation the teachings of Ned Stark came out, even if they're going to lead to the ruin of everybody. That that moment is great because Tyrion's on the verge of tears. <laughs> Tyrion. Yeah. He Jeez. was Tyrion. What... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, he John Jon Snow is probably as lawful good as exists <laughs> in this show. I mean, yeah. Yeah, uh, he is as lawful good as he, he is. One of the few people who is genuinely there for the people. Yep. And, but I, I do think, I don't see him on the throne at the end. I think it's to be completely honest. I see him on the throne before I see Daenerys. Do you I, see him dying? No, I, I, I don't see, see him dying. I see it as possibility. Well, because I, I, I can't remember if it was before the episode aired. I can't remember, and this is why I'm glad both both of you is here, because I think, Stefan, I think you were involved in this, because, Greg, you were like, you, you thought Cersei <laughs> was going to die. I was, I was like, oh, fuck, is she going to die? It's too early. And yeah. Stefan was like, I don't know, maybe. I was like, nope. Yeah, nope, both. yeah. yeah I was pretty sure she Although, honestly, die. like, when, like, I I was like, because yeah, that, that's when I thought that the whole scene of, like, when Jamie's like, gonna, when Jamie's like, running off after she does her betrayal, I thought he was going to, like, do the deed and then leave. But it's like, oh, nope. You got, you got Mega Mountain there. It's like you can't do anything. Although right. for a second, I thought she was gonna, she was, I thought she was actually gonna kill Tyrion I, or Jamie. I thought she was gonna like, kill Jamie. I didn't think Tyrion. I thought maybe Jamie. Again, the, the, the thing is, the thing is, just in terms of how these TV show works, and I know that, you know, to, to a certain extent they're holding to the books, but I guess not anymore because there is no book. Yep. Yeah, all, no, yeah. Although I, I. I from what I understand, George R. R. Martin has said that like, has told them their basic plan. So I believe what the show does will slightly be like what's going to be in the books. So I'm sure there'll be differences as as there was in the show, even when it was adapted. The ending, the well, like the final ending, is probably going to be like that. That's why a lot of people are saying that a lot of the season's been kind of rushed because they're essentially just leading up to the end game that they know that the book is going to be. Which to like, me that is was, more like, like with cutting the whole, out the filler. With the whole beyond, like with the whole beyond the wall episode, they're like, "Oh, in the end game involves an ice dragon." So they're like, "Well, we gotta have an ice dragon." Well, excuse so, me, sir, but in the book, like nothing, uh, yeah, nothing happens nothing, in the book. Nothing. You, you, you. We're all <laughs> the on the same thing playing field right is now. John dying. Everything else is new. That's why we're all on the same playing field right now, and I like it. Uh, yeah, it was great because again, when I was. Working and back when it was still adapted from the books, you would have those smug assholes just talking about where well, in the book this happens. Like, oh fuck it, it's just a TV <laughs> show. Shut up, all right? But again, I think I think because um, I've I've talked about this with with other people, and I think the notion of like the shorter seasons and just get them to the end quicker is more of a thing um, from say possibly from say certain things like actors. And say people who work on the certain people who, who work on the show versus just because HBO would want to extend this as long as they can because it is like one of the most successful shows ever made. But so, I, I think I, th- I think it's a lot of maybe because again like uh, 
seven seven eight years is a long time is a pretty pretty long time for a show especially one as in, intensive um if it's like intensive shootings like this one so i could see certain actors like like kit harrington being like i don't want to spend three more years on that giant fucking ice rock i want to <laughs> i want to go do other stuff please man i mean I, I may be wrong but that's just that's just kind of how i that's part of the reason why i think they're gonna do shorter seasons and end it like sooner rather than, than later from what i read is that like back when they were still doing 10 episodes a season people would ask them oh why don't you do more seasons and why don't you do more episodes you can have like more story in the seasons and they literally said they want to but they can't because their their filming schedule is so like grand and like big that it takes like they they start filming like they it's a it's an 11 month like filming post production like release schedule and yeah. they only have enough time to do those 10 episodes they don't have enough time to do any more. So it's like, and now with all these episodes, these like seven episodes and six episodes, they're so big and grand in scope that they only have enough time to do seven episodes or else they're going to need like another two years to do it. With, and even, it, it. Even that or just HBO would have to just give them a lot more money to greatly ex- extend the crew. And, 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 you know, I'm sure that the, the, the show is making more money than Jesus, but I'm sure HBO just want to, maximize their profits by not spending too much yeah pretty much because i mean like they're spending enough money so we can have lots of dragons and white walkers but not too many dragons if you ask me too many bloody (laughs) dragons this season but not not enough money for a dire wolf Uh, apparently dire wolves are too expensive but you can have like a whole bunch of dragons and white walkers well i I think you gotta animate each hair with the dire wolves all cg or they just like actual animals the, in the first few seasons, they were like uh, animals that were like digitally, like like they use like they were digitally, maybe uh, like large, big like, up. Okay. Yeah. So they're like I believe like the scene where Arya sees Nymeria. I'm pretty sure that's not like a CG wolf. It's just like uh like a dog that's like bigger. They're just bigger, regular yeah. size. She's just really small. <laughs> they did Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, they did. Like they weird did. perspectives. Yeah, they, you, they you shoot the, the wolf uh, closer. They had the um, dog in the center frame, and they had the actress stand like 500 feet backwards <laughs> just so she'd look much smaller in comparison. It's just like cause they, I don't think they've ever explained that, oh, why don't you have more of the dire wolves? Like, I, we assume it's because of money, but it's like, bitch, look at that dragon. Look at the tra- look at John touch that dragon. It, you, you know, you have money. You know, like, what it is, where's though? wolf? Where's wolf? Because I forget where, it was ghost. Where's Ghost? I think Ghost is Ghost the last in like two seasons. What the hell? Yeah, Ghost is Ghost and Lemuria are the last two left alive. I guess right. I believe. Yeah, because yeah, because like Lemuria, as we saw, is just gonna wander in wander in the woods again. But I guess Ghost is still at the wall. So hopefully, I hope to God they don't pull a headwig and it's be like, oh yeah, they're killed off screen. Okay. He is, he is white. <laughs> oh no, that's not a I racial mean, like, joke. A, he's he's like, his fur is Rick, white. Just covering my bases. <laughs> Especially because the direwolves started off like, oh, they're so important. Like they're like the first. They're like one of the first things you see in the first episode, and now they f- well, completely forgot it, about them. It's funny because yeah. I I always took them when they when they started killing them off. I I kind of took the wolves to represent each of the kids' sort of innocence. So what would happen is, you know, you whenever the kids were going through a major change, something would happen to the wolf. You know, it would run off or it would get killed. 
you know, in for for John, for instance, he John's been able to hang on to his innocence and his good his goodness, I guess you would say, for longer than everybody else. Arya willingly pushed it away. So when mm-hmm. she finally met up with Lemuria, Lemuria chose to walk away. You know, she didn't hurt her or anything, but she just walked away. You know, that's we, not you. You know, Summer was killed. You know, you you had these situations where it, Summer was ki- Summer was killed defending like help, like defending def- Bran, and immediately after that was when Bran like lost everything. Like that's when he became Three Eyed Raven. So well, no, Summer was killed when she attacked Joffrey. Oh no, no, that, that was no, Lady. No, yeah. She didn't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was like, Lady. I'm sorry. It was no, it was yeah. Arya's wolf attacked her and then the king was like kill them all and then i was like oh shit i can't go away yeah don't don't kill my wolf so it's interesting to see that i i like the wolves as representatives of their sort of innocence and their and then something happens to the wolf and you know that the that the character is or has gone through a major change and then Shaggy Dog gets killed off screen, so you're like, well, Rickon's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, looks like neither one of them learned how to zigzag. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I blame him for dying. Like, you dumb shit. You don't I just run that straight line, you idiot. Even if he did that, Ramsey would have killed him anyway. Still, like, he, Ramsey was just, toying, he was just it. toying with him. Like, he, he's, he's a good shot with a bow and arrow. You know, put some no, effort no, no. into it. If, 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 if he would have zigzagged and then done some, like, cartwheels and backflips and shit, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, because Rickon is going to do fire. some... Because Rickon is going to do some backflips. You don't it's fucking a, know what Rickon's capable of, Stefan. Don't assume. He's eight. Don't know what Rickon can do. It's a Westerosi ninjutsu. <laughs> he didn't go to the House of Black and White. <laughs> he just he just studied gray. Yeah. <laughs> He just followed. Uh, he just followed uh, Nymphadora Tonks around. <laughs> around. Yeah, and look at what it got her too. Got stabbed in the neck. <laughs> with oh, God, scissors. That was years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that was, was... Season, that was in season six because they like because yeah. like she was she was disappeared that, was that last year. You sure? She disappeared at the end of season three, so she was she left at the end of season three. They were gone for like three seasons, and season six she showed up for one episode, tried to kill Ramsay, and died. Oh yeah, well first she tried to seduce him and then she tried to kill him. Then it was like, hello, no, stab. Reek told me <laughs> what you did. Get reeked. Oh, <laughs> uh, I miss Reek. He needs I, to die. I miss He's such a piece of shit. Again, going back to uh, the first episode, I forgot how close he was with the um, with the uh, Starks. And it's just like, even back then, he acted like a complete piece of shit to everyone. I'm like, this motherfucker needs to die. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's quietly and painfully. He's needed to die for a while, and, and you know what's funny though, because of everything he's been through, I, I, I don't mind if he doesn't die. You know, no, I, I do. I, I he, feel he's like still a piece of shit and needs to he's, die. He's gonna die saving uh, Yara's life. Yeah. That that's well, what they're going to do. He's gonna save Yara. Gonna kill Euron and probably gonna die in the process. Good. He needs to die. <laughs> he. I, I definitely think he's gonna die. I definitely think that he's going to end up saving Yara. Uh, the question is how. You know, it, it, will he will he kill Euron? Will he die against Euron? But that gives Yara a chance to then kill him. Or you know, it's I, I'm interested to for the first time I'm genuinely interested to see where his story takes him and where his story Although- takes us. 
I kind of I kind of feel like they should have wrapped up the the the, the Greyjoy stuff now because it just kind of feels like we only have six episodes to go next season so we got Sir whatever Cersei's going on we have everyone fighting the White Walkers and then you got Theon and the Greyjoys fighting Euron it's just kind of like you don't really need that because it's kind of like separated from everything well, as long even... as it's slow and painful I don't care how he does <laughs> I mean it's not even technically the Greyjoys fighting him it's Greyjoys fighting Greyjoys. Yeah, it, well, that's just it. it. At this point, is Theon even really, really a Greyjoy? You know, if he, I, I, I here you go. Here's a good. Uh, I'll give you a good last scene. He's dying, so I know you like that. Yep. <laughs> but they tell he says, you know, I, you know, I tried to bring honor to the Greyjoy name or something, and they say you're not a Greyjoy, you're a Stark. You know what I mean? That's sort of. I just. F- you know, obviously, I, it won't be I, I literally, like but Yara is not gonna. I feel if he's gonna die, it's gonna be with Yara, and Yara's not gonna say that. A John would though. So I, I mean, only, even, even the if, only even though John he, can't he's, even. He's say like it. completely on the opposite side where John is right now. Yeah. So unless he comes back to like let's fight the fight the zombies all together, kind of seem well, like. Well, you know, if he kills Euron in front of all of his men, that would prop. They would probably follow Theon. Well, but they, but they, they're gonna. He's gonna tell them to follow Yara. Oh, which yeah, that, which he would definitely because that's lead the on thing. He's like, he's like, I'm not fit to lead. I'm fit yeah. to serve. I'm fit to die painfully. That's what I just follow. Follow my sister. I, we have similar parts. <laughs> that, that that is that is that's the best uh, conclusion to a dickless arc. Is using it. <laughs> Ah, oh, Stephen, yeah. that's that's the most brilliant thing you've ever said. That's great. <laughs> uh, that was just great when he's fighting him and he tries to kick him in the dick, and he's like, "Wait a minute, I've got nothing. I'm invincible." It kind of reminds me of the episode of King of the Hill where Bobby keeps kicking people in the dick, and he tries to unpeg it. It doesn't work. <laughs> Although I forget, like the person he fights, like, did you think, like, because I'm gonna assume that. He's meant to be dead now. And then when I write off, I was like, that was like the the weakest punch to the face I've ever seen. How is that guy dead? Oh, uh, writing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how that guy's dead. A, a wizard did it. I get you. I get you. <laughs> a wizard did it. <laughs> but I want to get me a red. You mean a red. Uh... <laughs> Uh, red, the, the, red, the Lord of Light did it. The Red Priest. The, uh, the, yeah, there we go. The, uh, yeah, the uh, Red Woman did it. But I want to get into <laughs> a thing where, so there's only seven episodes, but three of them end. I, well, I'm pretty sure it was three. Yeah, three episodes. I think this se- this season end with, a, you know, a big battle. A, a you know major character, normally Jon Snow or someone else, is is about to get you know murdered by an opposing army. At the last second, Daenerys comes in with a dragon and saves the day. Which again, I love the dragons. You know, it's always good to see them, but felt they've really overplayed that card this year. Where, um, it, where, where that the third time it happened, I was just like, okay, like we've seen this so much this season now. Like it, it's it's boring and lazy, really. The fact that they played that card so many times this season. Uh, it's the uh, the first one was Daenerys going to Dragonstone. The second one was the Greyjoy attack, the, the great uh, Euron's fleet attacking uh, the other Greyjoys and the Sands uh, and the the, uh, the Dornish. Yeah. 
Uh, episode three was the one where they took over. Is the one where Jamie the Jamie's fleet. Uh, the the battle of Jamie's Lu- people took over. The no, battle of the, the one the one where Jamie was involved. That I I think that was the best use of of the dragons. The the last one you're gonna say is necessary for plot purpose. But I think that the one involving Jamie, just because there were there were people you cared about on both sides, which I think made that yeah. made that fight. Uh, I wasn't talking about, I was talking about the, uh, the episode three was the one with Olena where he poisons her and she and uh, well, that, and yeah, with her that, going that was, was a great ending. that was a great ending. yeah that wasn't a dragon ending though that was uh that was the, the dragon un- ending was episode four yeah that dragon was the yeah, unsullied episode, episode four had the best use of dragon but the way it's fact that when it when it hurt no I made sure it won't I fucking moved. yeah she was she, she was she was, she was a beast <laughs> she was a beast from beginning to end even when she loses she wins even when she loses that's why Olena is the best you know she she made sure to drink the potion first and then told him. Like that's but, man. Though, that, that's, thank, thank God, she was able to say everything. You know, before she said it. I, I honestly thought when she was halfway through, Jamie was, was just gonna take a sword out and stab her in the head. Like part of me thought that was what they were because he, you know, as as you can understand, he looked visibly pissed. So the yeah. one thing about one thing about Joffrey's death that always made me think Cersei. Like it, it kind of made me think less of Cersei as a character for a while. I mean, yes, she was destroyed over her, her son dying but there was really there was really no sustainable evidence to support the theory that Tyrion killed him she she just hated him she just hated him yeah, it was a reason to hate him and it was like she, she hated Tyrion he had he had a reason like she to hit to her she had a reason to kill he had a reason to kill him and also he gave him the cup that killed him so yeah, yeah but I think about that though was that like Joffrey asks for that that that's the thing. Joffrey demands that drink. If he hadn't said anything, he wouldn't have died. <laughs> which is why, I, which is why I'm like, Cersei. Like again, like I know we, you know, it's been well established. You hate your brother because you blame him for the death of your mother, and you know he's a dwarf, and your people don't like that. But use your fucking eyes, woman. <laughs> like well, to be like, fair, Joffrey man. was asking to be killed from from episode one. So well, again, like, again, I th- <laughs> the thing, the thing that the thing that made uh, Tyrion my favorite character. Was in the was in the first season. He just slaps Joffrey around the face. <laughs> like you will go, you will go and offer your sympathies to those women. Now then, when when he's king and he slaps, he goes, "You can't hit me. I'm the king." And he goes, "Oh yeah," just smacks him again no, in the he, face. He, he snaps it. He's like, did, "Did my hand fall off?" He's like, "Did my hand fall off?" Because I struck because <laughs> I struck the king. It's like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy's my hero. The the yeah, po- and then, and then the Tyrion is, and posters then the wedding, are going up. And at the wedding, you'll be fucking with a wooden cock. <laughs> yeah, he 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 never failed to uh to push the buttons. Best he didn't, like and and uh, there's like there were two amazing Tywin scenes when he like when when he was like ta- when he talks shit to uh, Joffrey. There's the one scene where Tywin goes to see him uh, when he's sitting on the throne. And Joffrey's like, oh yeah, why why'd you move the why'd you move uh, the the council room to like up where you are? He's like, cause I want to work. He's like, well, but I don't want to walk all the way up those stairs. And then Tywin just walks up towards the, <laughs> the, the, uh, what is it? The, the, the iron throne to like, look, look down on him. He's like, we could have you carried if you're so <laughs> like that. <laughs> and then there, and then there's the final episode. That's right after the red wedding where Tywin's just like giving him shit the whole time. And then like makes him go to bed. Without having his breakfast, without having his supper, he's such a baby. So he's just screaming, "I'm not tired." Any, any, 
Any king who has to say, I am the king, is no king. Is no true king. That's the best line. <laughs> it, it's funny. I, I kind of wish Tywin was alive to see Tyrion as he is now. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I I wonder. I, I've always believed that Tywin would have liked Tyrion if Tyrion wasn't a Lannister. Yeah. You know, I, Although, I, I think, think that he would have what appreciated think... what he brought to the table a lot more if it wasn't for his birth being the source of so much trouble. The problem, he... the problem with me though is that, like, you know, obviously he had to die. But what, what, like, what cuts me is the fact that that that's what broke the relationship of Tyrion and Jaime. It's like they were they were so close because like like Jaime yeah. was like the one Lannister who truly loved his brother. And then that just, I mean, obviously, I think this season kind of shows that that's been, once Jamie starts to learn more of the truth, that starts to be slightly repaired, but just, it breaks my heart, like the first episode of, or I think it's season six where Jamie's just like, if I see him again, I'm going to fucking kill him. It's like, oh no, the yeah, one he, family member who he, loved him, now I he hate was, him, no. He and then when they the see cool each other too. in this season, and he's just like trying to hold back tears, and just like, what do you want? Yeah. It's like, just, just don't, don't try to explain to me. <laughs> Don't man, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> same with uh, same with Winston has that one on one with Jay with not Jamie Cersei. with Cersei, and that she's was like, so good. And, and he's like, he's like, I loved your kids, like not Joffrey obviously, but like <laughs> the other two, I loved them, man. You have no idea. Yeah, I, he, I, I think he's definitely one of my favorite characters. Uh, just you know, oh, he's... without question, he, he is my. I mean, it won't it won't happen, but I want him on the throne at the end. Like, there's no way it'll happen, but I want him on the throne. Now, I did... my my theory, I th- I think he's going to be the last character to die. So okay, like, so you don't so you don't see him. Gone, he's like the final blood he'll, that's spilled. He'll he'll have to die. I think just thematically, they'll they'll. I think either him or Jon Snow. I think one. I don't think they'll kill both of them, but I think either he, Tyrion or Jon Snow, yeah, will be one of the last big traumatic deaths. I think uh, Daenerys has a bigger chance of dying than Jon. So? Yeah, because I feel like as long as Cersei dies, as long as Cersei dies, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I'm good. No way is she gonna survive all of this. Although it is Game of Thrones, so sad endings are par for the course. But Cersei just doesn't. Like everyone wants to kill her now. There's no if if she survives. I'm gonna be like, oh, you bastards! You kept well, alive. Well, first, 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 you gotta get rid of the mountain, well, which we all know what that means. You, you game Well, let, let me ask you. You, uh, th- this raises an interesting point. Who do you see on the throne? Final shot of the series. Camera pans out with the person sitting on the throne. Who's in that chair? For, since Who? since season since season one, the show especially, because the first five seasons always ended with Daenerys. Like I've I've always been under the assumption that that's who they're they're pushing towards. Although again, because as you said, this is Game of Thrones, that could just be like a very elaborate um, that's prank. A, that's the biggest you know? the biggest rope a dope um, ever. Yeah, you know? I, I would I I would say if. If 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 the show goes to the way I think most fans are expecting, I I could see her, I could see uh, the you know Khaleesi breaker of change, the unsullied, which um, the, which I can so say long. quick quick aside, one of the funniest one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever laughed at is yes. when George Snow first meets her, and her is like this is this is Khaleesi, the mother of dragons, the breaker of change, and then this yeah, I'm, you know I'm gonna learn all I, of that one day. I, I, I burnt. Might... 
my, my mind is blanking on the guy's name who goes with John. Davos. Oh, Davos just goes and goes up. This is John Snow. Like that's like one of the fucking funniest things. And then and then he's just like dot dot dot. He's king of the north. <laughs> he's king of the north. He'll, is, he'll get there. I, I just I just love that slight pause where he kinda looks at her, looks to John, looks back. This is John Snow. Like that was perfect. That was like perfection of like comedic timing. That was so funny. But yeah, going back, I I, I think we'll even I think we'll get the nearest or if they want to pull like a M Night Shyamalan plot twist. The, uh, the Night King ends up on the throne. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was thinking Bruce Willis. <laughs> Sam- Samuel Jackson just comes back as Mr. Glass <laughs> to take the throne. Now, who do you think? So, so, so is this split? Uh, so, th- th- this is this is my this is my theory. Uh, there isn't going to be someone on the Iron Throne. The Iron Throne's going to be destroyed. Ooh, good. Yeah, That's you know what? My th- my thing is that it's going to be something going to happen. The Iron Throne is destroyed. And the end of the show is basically what happened. What Westeros basically becomes what it was before the Targaryen rule, Seven in which kingdoms. everyone is split up into like their own separate kingdoms. Yeah, so, actual, so there's so... a king of the north. There's a king in the south. There's Daenerys as the queen of King's Landing, taking care of all the people. There's basically it's like there is no one king of the seven yeah. king. There's uh, no king of the ruler of the seven kingdoms. It's yeah. seven you know, kingdoms. Stefan, you know, Stefan, I I take back my. I can actually totally see that. I can, I can totally see that happening. I like that. that way, everyone gets to be king yeah. or queen. It's a happy uh, ending for everyone. Especially because how the end of like this season go, where it goes like, oh, Jon Snow, who is Aegon Targaryen, ha ha ha. He, he's the true. He's the true king. Like, uh, yeah, realistically, he should be, be the on the king. Iron Throne. But the whole thing is that Jon doesn't want to be king. Yeah, like which I, I feel like even even if people like find out about that, he's gonna be like. Well, I mean that, that that's cool and all, but I, I'm not going to be king. So that kind of yeah. like, which I feel well, like I mean, would make him a good king. I think I think the idea that he doesn't want the responsibility means that if it's forced upon him, I, I feel like he would do a good job. Totally, you know what, Greg? I mean, I think that that's one of my favorite points about Jon. And, and I think to go back to what Stephen said earlier about the, the second point, people don't like about john but but he, he always does what's good i love the fact that he he's a reluctant hero he never he never asks to be put forward in these situations people just because of, of the strength of his character always elect him till he first you know leader of the night's watch which didn't end as well for him when we all know and then when he becomes king of the north like he doesn't want to do stuff but when he's when he has kind of you know destiny thrust upon him he's just like he just tries to do what he thinks is best for everyone not just her, which is one thing I would say about Daenerys. I've I've been behind her. She's been my girl, the last six seasons. This season, and you can you can kind of you can kind of understand why they did from a character perspective. She starts to be less like what's best for the people and more just like what's going to get me on the throne, which was a slight slight deviation, which I didn't I didn't necessarily love. When she's just like, I'm gonna just fucking murder everyone until well, I'm on that throne. I, I think it's I think it's interesting because it was kind of seen like the whole thing of like, oh, her being on the Iron Throne wasn't really her goal; it was her brother's, and it was something yeah. she kind of inherited. So I think it, <laughs> on, by her perspective, it's basically she's like, I've gone too far. This is my goal that I've basically been well, basically been following my whole life. Like I need to see this to the end, no matter what. Yeah, which so I think. I... I was it's feeling, more so she's, uh, she's doing it out of principle for which, the fast. Which I was feeling a few seasons ago when she really started talking. When it was when she was gearing up to get over to to the Seven Kingdoms, the, she there was a lot of talk 
especially towards the I forget what season it was. It might have been season four. And there was a lot of talk from her about coming across with dragons and soldiers and essentially destroying as she goes. And I remembered mm. thinking, this is, I'm a huge fan of character development. I love to see characters change from everything you expected. So I remember thinking, have we been rooting for the bad guy this whole time? Because Possibly. because if anybody else, if anybody else, if any other character in any other show was to say, I'm going to go to this kingdom and I'm going to kill everybody who doesn't agree with me until they bend the knee, they would be the villain. So, you know, has that, is that what's going on? Have we been building up to this villain character as, as a major twist? I think, I I think the only, the only thing that to, to be slightly fair, the only thing that's kept Daenerys from going into complete villain territory is the fact that the, the people and places she does ended up murdering or burning to the ground are just like pieces of shit. Like she to, to, to this day, she with the possible exception of of um, I guess Sam's brother when she yeah. murders like like yeah. most of the people she kills and the army she destroys are quote unquote evil. You <laughs> and, know, like uh, she has, she hasn't she hasn't fully gone to the dark side of just slaughtering anyone. Like she hasn't killed Cersei. anyone. Yeah. And uh, uh, what was yeah. uh, what was Sam's brother's name? Dickin. Sorry, had to quote my favorite line from <laughs> Braun. <laughs> Just loves it and walks away. Yeah, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. Uh, I've had an interesting idea, though, about who sits on the throne in the end. And I, I, feel, I think about who, who has been really fighting for the people. Who has been the one that is doing everything they can for the sake of the people because they should probably be the one in charge. Little and, finger. No. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know what, though? You're not far off. I Varys. honestly wouldn't mind seeing Varys on the throne yes. at the very end of it. Because, really? because from, from... He is chaotic good, but he is that totally... You know, for as long as we've seen him, he is a shifty, shady character who you think is looking out for himself. But really, he is doing everything for the people. You know, and he had a great speech with yeah, Daenerys yeah. about that. And I, I think that Varys on the throne would do amazing things for Westeros. And I, Do I, if, you think, though? I, I don't think it'll happen. No, I don't I think mean, it'll no, happen. No, no, no. I mean, but do you think, though, in context of the show... He take it because he normally he isn't he isn't really one to cover the direct spotlight. He normally in terms of how he operates, he normally prefers to be kind of behind the scenes, just pulling strings. I don't think that. I don't think he. I mean, I guess if he was made king, people would have to do what he wants. But as a character and as as a plot device, he's less he's, he's less effective. When people uh, see exactly what he's doing, I think I, I think he's more of like the guy who like he, he works as more like a hand, where he's the one who actually he he's the one who does all the work, but he's not like the face. See, but I yeah. see I see him as that only because he believes that's where his place is. You know, for sure. for now that's where he can do the most good. But I think if the situation arose where he had the opportunity to be the one in charge, I don't think he would stop being who he was. I think he would still have little birds everywhere. I think he would. 
I think even as King, he would still be the head of the biggest spy network around. <laughs> but yeah, I I think that I don't know if it would. I doubt it would happen. But if I had to pick one that I wanted, I would put Varys up there for the sake of the people. Because you know what, Greg? God knows I, I, nobody I, I else never is up thought there. thought of him at all in that context, but. Yeah, kind of. I, I mean, mean, again, I, I, I can't see that ever happening, but if it, as a twist ending, if it were, I guess I, I'd be okay with it. I, I, I think I think a lot of people would be okay. I think a lot of people would would see it and be surprised and then look back at everything he did. You know, very uh, very Severus Snape. You know, where, where he was he, he almost came across as the jerk the entire time, and then when you finally got to the end and realized that he was doing it for the good of everyone, you look back and think, that guy was the hero of the story. Mm. I would, I'd say it's... someone like... I'd say kind of Jamie. Jamie kind of did that already. Where he, he was like the one that everyone hated. Like, oh, he's he's the Kingslayer. He like, he, he maybe possibly sort of fucks his sister. Maybe. I think it's flat out. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm talking about how people react to him. Like how people, like the characters in the story think of him. Well, that's just oh, it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I think, yeah, I and, think and even then, the... And then we find out that, oh no, he's actually, there's more, much more complex. And it's like, he's really doing this. He wants to do good for the people. Which he did do I good. You know, in, in being the Kingslayer, I mean, when he was explaining to Brienne, in being the Kingslayer, he did do good. Because he was, he did believe in his heart, and he really was, that he was protecting the people from this guy that wanted to burn families in their beds. You know, he was he was pretty heroic, and quite the handsome I, devil. I guess, but I mean, the, I think one of the things that a lot of people won't be able to get over is when he, you know, uh, pushes Bran out that that window. <laughs> Oh, that, yeah. that is that is still like he does not deserve to be king. Oh no no no! I don't age. I don't see him surviving the series. No, absolutely oh, yeah. not. No, I, I wonder I, I wonder what will happen if if they meet up. I, I'm really well, curious to see what happened if they end up like meeting up again, Jamie and Bran. I I, I think the way Bran's character is going now, and as we said, the fact that it seems he's he's losing his humanity slash identity and becoming more yeah. of a three-eyed raven i don't see him being angry because i think he'll no, see it he'd, he'd probably you know say what? thank you probably say thank you yeah, yeah exactly he would, he, would, he would probably see it more in the big picture of if he hadn't have done that i wouldn't be where i am now and kind of like the world i guess in his view the world needs a three-eyed raven so he'd probably be like thank you for crippling me and making me go on the worst journey <laughs> of my life <laughs> there's the there's a sentence i never thought i'd say <laughs> I just thought of some. I just thought of someone else who could potentially, if there is still an Iron Throne, who could potentially take it and who has a claim to it. Gendry, yeah. uh, uh, the last Baratheon. It, it, it's. You know what? My problem with that is that the Baratheons, while they were, while he, while Robert was king when the show started, he did take it from Aerys Targaryen. So. All, well, also, like, the whole reason that he was able to become king because uh, Robert was, like, related to, like, he was, like, blood-related to, like, the Targaryens in, by, in some way. I forget exactly what. But he was related to them in some way, so that's why Robert had a claim to the throne. Okay. Yeah, so it wasn't like he just took it. I, and you know what? I love the guy. I love the guy. I love the character. But, I don't know, Gendry, it's a little boring. I mean, Yeah, can... I, I would say totally. He is, he is a pretty 
dull character. I mean, yeah, like it's, it's not really inter like yeah, he's not really like the most interesting character, but it's kind of like when you think about it, like he's just a regular like it's like oh, he's just like an average like just regular guy. He's just like, a regular who, working who, stiff like Oscar, who, who can run with a hammer, who can run his <laughs> ass off. How did he make he it back hand, to the wall? He gets his hand dirty. He, how did he make it back to the wall to warn, to, to help send the raven about uh, about the guy stuck back there in a quarter of the time it took them to get there in the first place? Okay, yeah, that that that's the that's the biggest com- that's the biggest complaint we've been like forgetting about mentioning is the whole the timeline points all over West Westeros. Yes, yeah, the timeline just doesn't unless there are tiny little wormholes that allow these people to get there, it, it just doesn't work. And I mean, also, wait, how, how long were Jon Snow and his, and his crew, like, trapped beyond the wall? It must have been... I would think if days. It, I would, would, I mean, how long would it take the Raven to get that far? I mean, I mean, you could argue that Daenerys on her dragon could probably get there in, like, a couple hours, but how long would it take that little Raven flying yeah, like that? You know what, also, though? Also, it's worth remembering with that scene is that they had to have been there long enough for the whole... Uh, like river to freeze up again. Yeah, yeah. you know, so it I has mean, to have been like a couple days. And then I mean, it's gonna take Daenerys a few hours at least to get there. She's gonna yeah. take two hours through baggage claim. <laughs> you, Dragon you, claim. You know, she's gonna set off the metal detector. It's just gonna be a whole big production. That's a whole episode. There's... I would love. I would love to see Daenerys <laughs> get her dragons through customs. <laughs> Do you do you have any uh do you have any animals or any living creatures with you? No, and then her suitcase just starts shaking really violently. <laughs> it's fantastic it's beasts more... and where to hide them. Oh, <laughs> uh... well, I, I, th- I think one of the one of the things that Game of Thrones has just cemented in my mind, and I can say this as an Englishman, is that in this day and age, just the notion of a royal family is outdated and fucking stupid. <laughs> Uh, you know, like it's so dumb that people are like just because my, because of my bloodline, I deserve to just rule over everyone else. It's such a stupid notion. See, see, I don't know. Between Game of Thrones and uh, Walking Dead, I think the lessons that I learned the most is that pretty much every actor out there is British. <laughs> Except for Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Jeffrey, who's yeah. just there. <laughs> he's like honorary British just because he's in everything. I keep, I'm expecting him to be the voice of one of the dragons in season eight. <laughs> Je- Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a very British-sounding name, so he, he gets a pass on that alone. Good point. <laughs> she gets on top of the dragon. They're, they're and... either, they're, everyone's either British or British doing yeah. an American accent. <laughs> she gets on top of the dragon, and all you hear is, White Walkers, we need to shut that down. <laughs> His bo- with barbed wire wrapped around the tail. Yes, <laughs> he, he voices the night. He voices the Night King's dragon. He voices Viserion. Speaking of that, you know, so I mean, obviously, obviously, when they flew over the um, the wall, I think I, I think a lot of people expected one of the something that happened to one of the dragons. But did you maybe, maybe this is just me and I guess how video games work in my mind? Did you guys expect that dragon to breathe ice, not fire? I, I kind of expected. Like... Well, I kind of expected. Like, is it going to be fire? I, I, I didn't know if it was going to be ice or if it was going to be blue fire. Yeah, I, I but it looked it like it was like blue fire. fire. Yeah, blue fire. It, well, it, I mean, it, 
because it kind of has to be because you wouldn't be able to have that dragon knock down the wall with more ice. You just make it stronger. Well, so to, I guess in that regard, it kind of had to be fire. To be honest, I had this discussion before with somebody about what that was. I, I just kind of took it as a sort of like a really strong concussive blast. Okay. You know what I mean? It didn't melt the wall so much as blew it to pieces. So, so, so would you equate that more to maybe Godzilla's atomic breath? Sort of, yeah. yeah. It, just, it destroys everything in its part. Yeah, it's it's less fire and more just fu pouring out of its mouth. <laughs> Which I guess, in in the grand scheme of things, if Daenerys hadn't come with her dragon, like Jon Snow and his little crew would have been lost, but. The wall would probably still be standing because they say that wall's been there for six thousand years and it's gone yeah. through multiple winters. I mean, would would the would the army of the dead really have been able to breach that wall without that dragon? Well, I mean, no. they they could have still taken it through. They couldn't. They still could have gotten through East Watch. They just would have had a. They just would have had a harder time breaking uh, through East Watch. Very bony bottleneck. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that the dragon facilitated. It made uh, it. It uh, made it go faster. Yeah, like, it, I still think they probably would have gotten through. It made it a bad made situation a lot worse. Yeah. And it maybe and it maybe killed Tormund. Uh, and uh, wait, we must. Where's Tormund? Is and, he alive? And for uh, for any uh, uh, World so, of Warcraft, so for any World of Warcraft fans out there, was that was that blue dragon? Was that not the most Lich King moment in all of that show? I don't know if you guys are Warcraft fans. There was an nope, expansion. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, now. <laughs> there there was an expansion called Wrath of the Lich King. Uh, I think it was probably the third expansion, and okay. the whole the whole expansion looked like Lord of the Rings, but yeah. the trailer for it, which was the intro for that expansion, had the Lich King go out to an ice field and raise a blue skeletal zombie dragon out of the ice. <laughs> And fly over, and uh, it was the first thing I thought when I saw it. No, I... all I thought, all I thought was that the Night King finally got his Yu-Gi-Oh card working. <laughs> his his blue eyes, white dragon. His blue eyes, white dragon. In, in, in terms of of uh, predictions for next and the final season, how do you think the battle with the White Walkers would be prolonged over the entire series, or do you think they'll do one of their many, like just one episode is a battle? type of thing i th- i think it's going to be like the first episode's going to be like set up and then the end is going to be like like getting ready for a battle the, then like the bunch of the episodes are going to be like mini battles at like certain castles like around like the north and whatever and then the second to last episode will be like a big two-hour action spectacular mm-hmm. maybe at king's landing maybe like somewhere else and then the final episode will be the Lord of the Rings multiple endings, yeah. concluding everything. <laughs> I just, you know, I at this point, all I want to see with the dragons is just the two normal dragons taking an ice dragon. So Daenerys, skip, Daenerys skip riding one. That. Daenerys riding one. John riding one, and Night King riding the other, just <laughs> flying above everything. While just turns into a fucking spy with the dragon cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> a legend of Spyro cutscene. Oh. God, can we not? Can we not? Can we not talk about that, please. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they'll use for the final set piece. You know, I don't know if it's going to be the battle for the Seven Kingdoms or the battle against the White Walkers. I, I, I don't know how they're going to play it. Uh, I do have a, a major prediction for that season, though. 
and this is something I touched on earlier, I, I, I've had a feeling now that season eight is going to be the season of betrayal. Uh-huh. I think we're going to see Jamie kill Cersei. Yep. I think we're going to see... Well, he has to. I think we're definitely going to see Clegane Bowl. Yep. I think we're... I honestly think we're going to see either Tyrion or uh, uh, Varys turn on Daenerys. Thinking that she I think is... Tyrion would? I don't know if... Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know if you know what? Would. I think he would for something you mentioned earlier. If turning on her protects Cersei's child. Or, or if he thinks it will. You know, and again, if he thinks that a, a Targaryen child would create havoc, I see them. You because know, Varys mentioned before when she when when he had a meeting with her that he would look out for the people, no matter what. You know, and she said, you know, if I start to do something crazy, you basically let me know. So I I, I feel like we're gonna see tons of betrayal. For the good of the people, but yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of backstabbing. Some of it very literal. Everyone, yeah, I, every, everyone just takes turns stabbing Jon Snow. Again. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's not Jon Snow. It's Kit Harrington on set. <laughs> <laughs> you are you won't allow the they're career just, off the show. They're just stabbing him with bananas from craft services. <laughs> I just thought of this right now of something that could happen. It could be maybe kind of similar to what happened like the end of Robert's Rebellion where they're like oh let us in to like we're like oh let us into King's Landing and that's when they open like when when Tywin tricks the uh the mad king to like then they say they siege King's Landing I'm thinking something like that might happen where uh, everyone's needs to get into King's Landing to get away from the White Walkers but Cersei won't open the doors so, Jamie... so then Jamie ends up like convincing her to open the doors and then he stabs her yeah which lets in, in Clegane lets in Brienne and... I would love it if the White Walkers just make a giant ice horse leave it outside <laughs> King's Landing and they just hide it in and <laughs> But they're now you see they'd be found out because the horse would have like exposed skeleton <laughs> <laughs> ribs. You could see them hiding in the rib cage because they didn't put flesh on it. What's, That's just not funny. what they're used to. What's funny you say that you say that be considering that the whole of Robert's Rebellion is literally just the Helen of Troy. Yeah, pretty much. Now now that's confirmed that Rhaegar and Lyanna they actually loved each other, and this whole thing started because of them two. So. Yep, it's literally it's Troy. Because in, in the flashback, they make him it, look it, like it, Viserys. He looks like Viserys. Yeah, so or, like, yeah, yeah, very, very much. It was very weird. And I, I it was it the same actor. It wasn't. It wasn't. The I same looked actor. it up, and I'm like, is it him? It's like it's not him. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was just sort of a nod. They figure, you know what? We killed him off pretty brutally. We might as well give him another job. We'll give, we'll give him. Give him like ten minutes. We give him like four seconds of screen time. Six years later, that, that'll make up for it. <laughs> that'll. that'll think, isn't. He, he gets to keep the like screen related to, I who, who is he related to? It's 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 kind of funny. Who it is? I need a. Uh, he is the. He's like an ancestor of so, Charles. Yeah, he's the ancestor of Charles Dickens. <laughs> oh no way! That's cool. Oh, that's I just remember it's... like reading like, oh yeah, he's related to like someone who was like, oh yeah, him. It's like that's kind of funny. That's why his mm. writing was so good. 
yeah, it wasn't him, but like, I think I think they they did it on purpose <laughs> to make it like they got that Targaryen look. When they when they killed him, I wonder if the original line was, "Oh, you've burned the Dickens out of me." <laughs> I don't know why that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, oh, you've burned the Dickens out of me. What the fuck? <laughs> they had to cut it because nobody could say it with a straight face. I want I want I want, I want that like a mesh car. Every time someone's been burned in Game of Thrones, <laughs> you, you burned the Dickens out of me. Dumb. <laughs> I'm just sad for the flashbacks. They couldn't get Sean Bean. They couldn't bring Sean Bean back to play the young Ned Stark. Well, that would that wouldn't have made like he. I, 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 he's, I, I, it's only it's it's only like sixteen years. Yeah, but uh, oh yeah, but it's still, it's still been like seven years since yeah. season one, and so I think the fact that hey, like, I'm sure they were just like we could, but we would have to spend either a lot of time and money on makeup or CG. It's. Pro- I mean, I can I can understand them being like it's not necessarily worth it because he's not. He isn't the central focus of that scene. Like yeah, he's yeah. there, but like you know, not, I I don't. Well, I mean, think like in season well, if, if, in season if, six, if, like remember in season six, there was the whole scene with the young Ned and he's like at the yeah. Tower of Joy so, fighting. Yeah, Tower of Joy. Like I, I only because that now if they want to do a Robert's Rebellion. Like like a little like miniseries, they kind of can't because they already cast this guy. That's who you have to pick. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, and it it was only sixteen years ago, but sixteen years of living in Winterfell was like sixty-two normal years. I'm surprised <laughs> it doesn't look older. Well, it's like Sean Bean has never exactly looked young to begin with, you know. Let alone yeah, this. I, I'm pretty sure he was born looking about forty-five. Yeah, he has that he has that Patrick Five. Stewart face, like he hasn't aged in like fifty years, but he's always just looking really old. <laughs> five five o'clock <laughs> shadow in kindergarten. <laughs> Good guy though, yeah. good actor. Oh yeah, damn good actor. Him. Love seeing him. Love seeing him. It's just a shame he just always has to die in everything he's in. Give yeah, the there, there's. It, it's funny because uh, he was. Oh man, he was in uh, what Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, and he didn't that die. Movie was yeah, and the, the funny thing is, you thought he did. They kind of made it look like he he might have, or I'm sorry, they made it look like he might have been the bad guy, and then it turns out he wasn't. Uh, spoiler warning for Jupiter Ascending, although you probably shouldn't see that movie anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's interesting that they they make him out to be secretly the bad guy, and the twist is that he's not. And don't forget, in, he's also in the si- two Silent Hill movies and didn't die in either of them. He, he was in Silent Hill movie? I thought, he, yeah. I thought he was a respected actor. Why would he do those things? And, and in the second Silent Hill movie, Kit Harington is also in it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Wait, there were Silent Hill movies? Yeah, the, the, fir- the first one was decent. <laughs> the second one was complete trash. Oh, when, is... when, was, when was the second one? Was that during Game of Thrones? 2012, or was that much before? 2012 I believe. <laughs> yeah. So it was during Game of Thrones. I know it, that for sure. It literally <laughs> debuted while an episode of Game of Thrones was on, so nobody went to see it. <laughs> Good. No one should have saw that. Yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll check it out one day. Oh, great. Don't. Yeah. Or I'll Save just rewatch yourself. Game of Thrones. There you go. Spend yeah. your money. Spend your money back that there way. There you go. Watch, watch the HBO short film uh, Seven Days in Hell. Yeah. That's given, a good one. Given the $9,000 <laughs> I've given it to HBO just to keep Game of Thrones on. <laughs> I, th- I think at this point, most people, 
just do that just to keep Game of Thrones on. Yeah, and you know but, what? But there's other, but the, you've also got Silicon Valley, which uh, is probably not going to be good anymore because uh, uh, reasons. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Then, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure. T- I'm sure TJ Mid is very, you know, looking forward to his uh, Boston film career, starting with the Emoji Movie. What a what a great first. Pick. Oh yeah, I'm sure he'll get lots of other calls. Most of them are death threats, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what matters is he's getting calls, which is a shame HBO, because I HBO like days, HBO's got Westworld. Westworld, you know, Westworld, here West, West, Westworld is a show that it's it's on my ever growing list of things I need to watch, which is that list is getting far too long. I should I should watch something else. But I was like, eh, I'll just watch more Star Trek. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a new Star Trek. You got to add to that. Well. You gotta watch if, the first know, the first couple episodes and then see where it goes from there. Well, no, I think with this one, I think CBS they're airing the first one on TV, but then you have to pay for their new app to get the rest of it. And I'm like, I ain't paying for an app just for you know, one show that may not be good. That's CBS. What are you talking Red? about? It's not on CBS. It's on Fox. <laughs> what? What Star Trek? Get no, no. Seth MacFarlane show the Orville. Yeah, that's it's the that Orville. Star Trek. That show yeah, looks wow. so fucking cheap. <laughs> the, uh, that, the, that looks like a bad YouTube skit. The Or the Orville is to the new Star Trek as Galaxy Quest was to the old Star Trek. But people oh, like really? the people like Galaxy Quest. Yeah, more that's than true because I really Trek like films. that movie. I mean, again, I, hands up, I, I I have not seen Orville and. The, the critical reception has been pretty good. I just remember seeing the first trailer thinking I didn't laugh at any of the jokes and it just looked cheap. But again, I I it. I wonder if that's gonna be the point though. I wonder if it's supposed oh, possibly, to look, possibly, yeah, yeah, it's possibly. it's that's why I say well, I bring up uh, a Galaxy Quest that I think it's supposed to not look like a super polished sci fi show, but almost a parody of one. Well, yeah. Well, I think also well, Galaxy Quest was kind of a relatively cheap-ish mid-nineties yeah. movie, so CG wasn't exactly a strong point back then. Although I will say that Rock Monster in Galaxy Quest still looks pretty good. That was a uh, Grignock. I think, yeah. I think that's I mean, what it was. I mean, Ga- Galaxy Quest is the. I want to go watch Galaxy Quest. That movie's fucking <laughs> amazing. Yeah, maybe maybe you guys need to do a discussion on that movie. Dude, a two hour, a two hour podcast on Galaxy Quest. I'd be down with Galaxy Quest. People <laughs> in the chat, if you want to see us come back talk about Galaxy Quest, let us know. <laughs> I'd be down with that. Galaxy Quest is great. Right, right next to a pup named Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put that in our Patreon. If we if we get a certain amount, then yeah, we'll unlock a pup named Scooby Doo. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll air. The, you guys can air every episode where Red Herring was the bad guy. Yep. <laughs> I think there's like yeah I get that I think there's one episode where the one episode where Fred doesn't suspect him I think it's the one episode where it is, it is actually him. Well, wasn't it the ver- I thought it was the very first episode where it was actually red herring and then all the other ones it wasn't. Maybe I, 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 I thought that's what it was. I, I had not watched a pop name Scooby Doo in like twenty <laughs> years. I do not remember anything about it. I mean, Game of Thrones is uh, like the red herring the show, so it works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the uh, red wedding is a red herring. It's also really bloody, but um, I, a little, I, a slight, is... slightly bloodier than Scooby Doo was. <laughs> well, only, only slightly bloodier and more violent than the I original think... James Gunn Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh 
God. Yeah, let's make it R-rated and put in a bunch of adult jokes to this 60s cartoon. Good job, James Gunn. Um, but I think uh, I think I can't think of anything else to say other than just I'm really looking forward to the last season. And I I, I will say this: I am glad they're not prolonging this as long as they can. I'm glad they're not putting in a Walking Dead, just stretching this shit out. You know, I'm glad they're well, that, gonna... Yeah, that's because Walking Dead still got hundred like almost a hundred episodes like issues like of book to do while this has got two unreleased books. So the the show yeah, is Walking starting to overstay its welcome Walking though. Dead displays the same plot points every season. It, and, it just, and every season it's just like, we're, we're, and we're going to spend three episodes with like one character doing nothing the whole episode. And it's like, mm-hmm. did someone say Rick Andrea goes, Rick goes too far. And someone has to be like, calm down, Rick. And he's like, okay, I'm good again. <laughs> and then someone bad, and then someone, and then someone bad shows up and kills someone. It's like, okay, now we got to fight him. And then it's like, oh yeah, there are zombies on this show. It is like I used to love that show, but it is it got to the point where it was too formulaic. I was like, I can't. I, I, can't. I was so I was so excited for like the last past season because I love Negan in the comics and Jeffrey Dean Morgan's amazing at Negan. Oh, he's but amazing. The show at just the show just went straight like. I think like the first half of the season, only three episodes actually meant anything, and then the second half, only like four of them did. And it's like they're all like they just drag the whole show out so long. It's just like get it. And so many of the episodes are like ninety minutes long, and it's like what? (laughs) Walking Dead is a show that could that could use the kind of ten episode seasons because that would force them to be more again economic with their storytelling. Yeah. Again, I. I think the biggest thing is, you know, as, as Stephenson normally, they have like a big game of Walking Dead normally has like those big action episodes, and then they'll have like a like a random episode where like, oh look, there's the like Glenn's off somewhere, let's follow him. I remember they did that after the big assault on the prison, where um, I think we had we had two episodes with the governor. Why yeah. The fuck yeah. Did, we have two episodes with the governor for. Yeah, that, that was there was a there was a big chunk of time there where. I remember season three was the we would go back to Woodbury and there'd be almost whole episodes about Woodbury and the governor and and the episode would start and I would realize that it was a Woodbury episode and I was on Twitter. It was, it was time to. And the thing is, because a lot of the best episodes of the early Walking Dead were just like one or two characters. Like there was the one where they, we met up with Morgan again, and that was one of the best. Yeah. Um, in one of the most recent seasons where it's like it's like a 90 minute episode just about Morgan and that one was surprisingly really good and then there's like other ones like there there's the the show can like do some good stuff but then you got like what is it the the one where it's the, the quote unquote the two people who die when Negan kills those two people and it's a whole episode about just that and it's like yeah this when, only could, uh, you only need Dwight. to do this for like half of an episode you didn't yeah. need to spend a whole episode on this yeah, it, there's a lot of and I, I it's filler, you know. There, there really yep, is no exactly other way. It. It's no really other expensive way to put it. filler, but yeah, yeah. There, and there's, well, not real. The show isn't that expensive. That's the thing. Yeah, it's not that it's, expensive. There's not a whole lot of, especially when they do non-Walker episodes. You know, there's it, there's not a lot of visual effects they have to pay for or anything. It's not like there's like a ton of CG. Season, like Jeffrey Dean Morgan's the most expensive thing they've got. Yeah, you know, pretty well, much. I, I, I His jacket probably costs more. Expensive because even with, even when there's no walkers, I'd still say Walking Dead is still one of the best looking shows. Like there's clearly money put on to the production value on that show. I mean, like you compare you compare Walking Dead to anything on the CW, and like the Walking yeah, Dead, there's... If, 
The Walking Dead looks like a movie, even with no walkers. There's... Whereas CW shows just look like bad Spanish. I think, well, I think the difference lot... with that is that they they pay for one. They pay for like they put so much money into like two or three sets, and they just keep reusing using those same sets. Well, even yeah. I, I was talking about, about even even the um, lighting. No, like, I, I you're, is, yeah. you're like talking about the the cinematography of it all, and yeah, they they yeah. You also don't they... need you don't need money for that. Like if if you're if you care. And like know how to shoot things, you don't need a lot of money. Yeah, because make it, something look good. It depends, you know. There's a lot of. Uh, it's, sorry to stray away from the Game of Thrones here. Although Game of Thrones oh, yeah. does this too. <laughs> Game of Thrones does this too a little bit, where you could shoot everything and have all of your scenes. But if somebody comes in, you know, for for Walking Dead, it works very well. If somebody comes in and says, "Hey, why don't you kind of make every give everything a very very light grainy texture." You know, give everything this sort of gritty appearance to it. Somebody there is thinking, because that's what yeah. the whole thing is supposed to look like. You know, if you shoot a show that's supposed to be Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, supposed to be down and dirty, you know, everybody's covered in filth half the time, and the whole thing is 4K resolution, 120 hertz, it's, it kind of hurts the the presentation of the show when it looks so clean and it's not supposed to. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's what the CW shows are. CW shows you to do that. If you guys look so bad, they look so cheap by comparison. If you guys used to watch uh, WB, when WB was trying to do a lot of like they did uh, Birds of Prey, (laughs) that show is terrible. Yeah, that show is awful. But that whole that's a it's a good if you're familiar with that show, you understand like you see the cinematography, and that's the way all of their shows used to look. No matter what kind of show it was, and it just didn't serve the show very well. You know, you turn it on and you think, "The hell am I looking at?" The first the time old, I turned on Game of Thrones, only, I thought, "Ooh, plus, what am I looking at?" Plus, Birds of Prey had was they used Mark Hamill's voice for the one appearance of the Joker. <laughs> That's the only good thing Birds of Prey ever did. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, there's a lot to be said about cinematography and what you can do right and what you can do wrong, and. Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, these are two shows that it's it's hard to talk about one and not the other. I mean, they came out relatively around the same time. Yeah. You know, yeah, Walking I, Dead I, was I, like Halloween. I think Walking Dead was like Halloween 2010, and then Game of Thrones was like spring 2011. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I I I think those two are like the two like most watched shows on TV. Still, they're definitely the yep. two best shows on TV, in my opinion. You know, and then it's funny that uh, we started out Walking Dead being worried about zombies, and now <laughs> we're we're getting to the point where we're worried about people, and with Game of Thrones, we're worried about people, and now yeah. we're worried about zombies. Well, ice ice zombies, they're, they're scary. Yeah, they're much scarier than regular zombies. They're yeah, ice zombies. E- even though realistically, if they were just regular zombies, they should be frozen like a rock. <laughs> well, they, they, this is also magic. So, <laughs> oh, there's so, straight up magic in this. Magic so. and dragons and time traveling. So, so a wizard did do it this time. <laughs> uh, but I, I think at this point, I, I, I start from just again. I'm just saying, I can't wait for the next season. I can't really think of, of much else to say about Game of Thrones. Can you two? <laughs> oh, I uh, can, but I, we've been in that. Yeah, we've been yeah, we for could, a, an hour like, and a half. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Greg, uh, please please tell the people where they can find you on the interwebs. Oh, I am on Twitter at silvergreg seventy eight. 
Uh, I have a Facebook, which is Uncle Silver, but don't worry about it because my Facebook is basically just my Twitter posts fed over to my Facebook page. And I am on YouTube at Uncle Silver Gaming. Nice. Um, so, yeah, Stefan, bud, since you're in charge, uh, lead us out because I'm lost. I'm not sure where I'm going. Uh, um, uh, Valar <laughs> Mogulis, a Lannister always pays his debts. Uh, hold the door. Uh, I drink and I know things. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Um, this is Jon Snow. Oh, and what was the? Uh, what was it's Valar Morghulis, and what's the? Uh, what's the response? Val- Volar Doharis. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> all all men, men, all men must, must die. die. All men, <laughs> all men must serve. Uh, if people in the, in the comments. Uh, let, let us know if you enjoyed this. Maybe we can come back and, and, and do something with Game of Thrones next year as well. Yeah, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. Come back for Walking Dead talk. <laughs> Walking yeah. Dead. 100 episodes. 100 yeah. episodes. 100 Walking episodes Dead. coming up. It's 100 episodes, yeah. www.walkingdead.com. You know, maybe you guys want us to talk about Project Runway. Say yes Say yes to the dress now, right? <laughs> by something like himself. <laughs>